So good morning, everybody, and welcome to the very first official episode of Talk Animals Podcast, where we discuss the hottest of topics from wildly different perspectives. I hope that you at least had the opportunity to listen to Welcome to the Zoo, and know you're not Dr. Little. If you haven't, that means you don't know who we are or what to expect, but listen, we got four different segments, and we do not want to waste your time. The first segment is a stable, where, and that's where they keep horses. Horses go fast, so that's how we want to start. So, everybody, let's get into the stable. That's going to be our first topic of the day. So, first topic of the day. The Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl championship is barely a week old, and already the players are being asked about other not-so-pleasant questions, like, are you going to the White House? Wide receiver Torrey Smith had a response on CNN that was unlike any I heard before. Smith asked the CNN anchor, said, if I told you I was invited to a party by an individual that I believe is sexist or has no respect for women, or I told you that this individual has said offensive things toward many minority groups and I don't feel comfortable by it, this individual also called my peers and my friends SOBs, you would understand why I wouldn't want to go to that party, right? What do y'all think about that? Beasy? Oh, man, I think Tory Smith pretty much hit that on the head. You can't really... If, if you couldn't really put it into perspective before that, just listening to what he said pretty much lines it right up. Um, also, I feel like uh, not going to the White House is a cele- in, in celebration of a championship is, is like a form of a protest. And I feel like as long as pe- people are peacefully protesting, I have absolutely no problem with it. Uh, to me, it doesn't matter if it's a rally full of racists or if it's someone deciding not to go to the White House because they won a championship. Um, until they start disturbing the peace, then I'm fine with it. That's just my nature. People have the right to protest, and I feel like if, if they're not doing anything uh, to harm anyone or, or damage any property, then they're fine. Uh, if you go to the White House and start tearing up the living room, the the, the, the dining room, <laughs> you got a problem. Uh, other than that, man, I feel like people should just simmer down. Tory Smith put it right in perspective for me. Everybody else? I mean, honestly... Like, I don't understand why they always make it a big deal when it's black. At, well, lately they're making it more of a bigger deal when it's become the black athlete not wanting to go to see Donald Trump. Because when Tom, like, the whole Tom Brady situation, it kind of brought a little bit of a rise to it. But more people were like, well, Tom Brady had other things to do. Like, it wasn't because he doesn't like Barack Obama. But the second... Everyone says they're not going for Trump because they don't agree with what he's been saying. Now everybody's saying that they're being racist, they're being wrong. And it's almost like they're throwing out, once again, it's like the same double standard that they gave Tom Brady for not shaking Nick Foles' hand, saying that, you know, he was emotional not to do it. But I I agree with him. You got to do your thing. Like, if you don't want to go there, like, that man flat out, like, Tory Smith gave one of the most best descriptions of a true reason not to go, because the same reason why you really wouldn't go to someone's party at their house or to a club event, anything like that. So that's what the perfect his, reason. What's his stance on uh, Kaepernick, though? Did he uh, take a knee during that time period, or did he say anything publicly about Kaepernick? No, uh, he didn't take a knee. Um, but he raised his fist throughout the se- uh, season, and he said, "I think, if I'm not mistaken, he worded Kaepernick as being a hero, okay. as somebody and, he look up." And he's been one of the main supporters all year to make sure people focus on the real reason Kaepernick nailed too. Okay, that's tough. Oh yeah, he he made a statement. That is true, nigga. He made a statement. Um, 
something like uh, we it's not a protest of the anthem; it's a protest during the anthem. Yep. Hey, big cat cheat in the house. Yeah, pretty much. I think all y'all hit the nail on the head. Big cat. But uh, I, I want to definitely make sure I remind everybody on you know, Tom Brady and that Make America Great Again hat was in his locker. So um, you know, everyone talking about he was busy for his schedule, but how does the old adage go? You made time for what you made time for. And he ain't made time for Barack Obama, so uh hey, we know what it is. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think it's any different, but I just think uh I think a lot about what um Tory Smith just had to say because I felt like he put it so plainly. Like, man, if I told you I was going somewhere where they talk trash about my friends, they were sexist, racist, and they don't call me names. And I told you I was going there. You tell me I was crazy. <laughs> well, <laughs> or at the very least, ask you why you were going. Flipping on you now, uh, because these same people getting checks written by these same racist folks they're talking about. So they eating off these same racist people. I think that's where they defer from Kaepernick because I think they they look up to him and they respect him. But at the same time, I also think that they saw what happened to him. And they really still got to eat. They still got churn. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's what makes him a hero, though, man. I mean, like, is he? Is are we going? So, are we willing to say that Kaepernick is braver than them? Or are we going to say that he's crazy? Well, he's brave. He's a, he's a martyr. Former. He's a martyr. He, he got to be the former. Yeah. 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 I think so too, man. That's crazy, bro. He gave up his checks. I know he. I'm sure he's getting paid by Time Magazine or whatever he's doing now, but in no way he knew that that was going to happen before he, you know, made the decision to to protest and, and end up being blackballed. It's crazy. History yeah. is going to be history is going to be good to that man, though. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But is history going to get him? I mean, the, <laughs> or I mean, it depends, you got to think about it from this standpoint. Like when when you do something like this to where you've started really that talk track you began that like you've kind of begin to change that's where people are going to want to write books or potentially do an autobiography on you or at this point in time where you actually did something that's yeah. where the financial part could come in plus get doing all these interviews you man. you make man. it on the back end now is it going to be the nfl money now nah, it ain't going to be no nfl money Man, real right. quick before we switch, because we actually got to get into the next topic uh, for the sake of time. Um, all of us, I think, think about what Jared said. Most of the time when people people who history are kind to, they don't get paid, quote unquote, till they dead. So uh, true. I don't know Colin going to get that bread. Well, let's hope it's lucrative while he's living. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> so moving, moving right along, fellas. Hey, that's a, a great topic. Moving right into the web. For those of you that don't know, uh, the web is where we talk about uh, the web. So um, moving right along right into that, the first topic I want to talk about this week is Tabria Majors. She is 5'10", 215 pounds, and wears a size 18. She's also was in Sports Illustrated last year and a swimsuit model. She also continues to make her case to Victoria's Secret. What y'all got to say about uh, Mr. Bria Major? 5'10", 215, boy. How big the foot is? What feet? <laughs> bro, I ain't even made it down to a feet yet, boy. Uh, 
Hey, one time for the BBW. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy, the crazy thing about it is when you see her picture, she like, and I'm assuming more so is because of the height. The weight like kind of spreads out right on her. Like, mm. look, like she looked I good. Mean, I mean, mm. really, bro, five ten, two fifteen, like five ten ain't that tall, bro. And I mean, that's a running back. Hey, five ten is tall for a female. It that's is tall. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That is. T- now nah, I'm I'm looking pictures at her right now. She bad. And like she's bad. She got yeah. She got nice curves. What, like, I ain't see, she I ain't see the curves. She kind of shaped like a beanbag to me now. <laughs> <laughs> she bad. She bad now. She bad. <laughs> she bad, but that's kind of you know. She blocked it. Nah, you oh, ain't. Nah. You ain't see these pictures oh, I'm looking at. What is what is Lee, Lee, what you think about um what you think about her being in um SI swimsuit edition and about being think, Victoria's Secret? I don't think nothing of her, honestly. Because first no, of all, and, and not on the but, mobile strike commercials though with the camouflage. I ain't care nothing about uh, that. That may have been her. I, I know I, Ashley Graham was kind of leading that charge yeah, again I, from I, her stuff. From her stuff on mobile strike with the camouflage on. I'll that look it up good, real that, quick. That's a good. That's a good angle. But me, you know me now. I'm gonna give a shout out to my skinny girls first. Now yeah. I'm talking about the not knobby knees. Always got a doggy. Always five, got a doggy bag. Five, <laughs> okay, let me ask this then, because I'm just speaking for myself. But when was the last time somebody looked at SI swimsuit edition? Never. I probably were about fifteen. But, I, but like, I'm looking at it now. So I think it's a great idea. idea. That's a good. That's a good point, Nigi. I don't know when the last time I looked at one, but I definitely, I, it definitely caught my attention. And if five ten is tall for a female too, now I ain't gonna lie now. I, hey, the last time I saw one, Beyonce was on the cover. Uh, Yellow saw a two piece. She was on SI. Really? Really? See, that's yeah. a good point. See, ain't nobody look at that. But I'm looking at the real. <laughs> now, busy. Now, busy to catch what you said. She actually was one of the um, mobile strike girls inside one of the commercials. Bingo! That's where I first saw her at, and she five, <laughs> five, five. Woo. See, let me t- let me tell you now. I've been trying to holler at thick girls since two thousand five, back when they got their freshman fifteen. Now they ain't never show me no love, so I'm kind of I'm gonna have to turn my back on her honestly today. But <laughs> so you be- so you better uh, now. Yeah, That's what you want to. But I'm gonna represent these little petite things today, and uh, my IG model of the day is. Cookie dough. Ooh. That's C O O K I three E's dough. Mm, triple E. I guess she, and she a personal trainer out of uh, Cali. Wrong with y'all. Mm, nice thing. She ain't got Some no. Guys petite. Yeah, she ain't got no size 18, nothing like that. Don't <laughs> small feet, no. <laughs> hey, listen, man. I like, I like uh, Tybria Major's disposition because I don't know if y'all saw. When, when everybody was giving her flack about it and she uh, went on her Instagram in like a bra and panties and, uh, and read all the comments, like all the negative comments on her Instagram. Yeah. Like her disposition itself was amazing. She took she took a negative situation and made light of it. Um, I think that showed more confidence than anybody, any size that I've seen, you know, in forever. But, uh, I mean, I'm a big dude. And I'm not just saying this because me and her probably wear the same bra size. <laughs> 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 
I just, you know, I just woke up at five o'clock, so I just had to check my cup size, make sure I'm still good. But five ten. Oh my god. Five ten, two hundred I'm telling you that 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 that's good right there. I I, I don't. I, I feel like she should, if she ever hear this, I just want her to know that she should never let anyone who can't help a stranded motorist push their vehicle out of the road. <laughs> Talk to her like she's less than because she has more of. Preach to be preach to we, we are we of the strong back community. The strong back. Love, you gotta have a strong back yes, for that. Love. Just, just let Miss Tabria Majors know the zoo supports her and the zoo likes her. Hey, I hope she's listening. Even though we can't see her. Face. Yeah, but but you know, um, you know. I actually, though, I'm not completely sold on her confidence, like being being a, a, a self confident. Because it's easy to be confident when somebody already discovered you and was like, "Hey, you fire, we're gonna put you in our magazine." Like to me, you know, it would be more of an accomplishment if you bees it with your same cup size as Tabria got in, got on IG. And and wanted to be shirtless, and you representing for all the big, big dudes. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Because like, exactly. Because ain't nobody told you. I ain't, take, you I ain't taking be. my shirt off now. <laughs> I ain't taking my shirt off now. <laughs> I'm just saying but though, it will be more because like ain't nobody told you that, that you need to be stripping for people. Somebody done already told her that. Like, so I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad that SI is more versatile because I I prefer to see that type of woman. But. Yeah, but I mean, like, hey, you know, it's it's easy when you already getting a check for that to go out there. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I can't even argue that because I don't even know how she got in the game. Well, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, you gotta remember back in the day, Gucci Man made a song that made some fat niggas, well, made some fat people take their shirt off inside the club. <laughs> yep, I took my shirt off plenty of nights for that. You gotta remember that. He said, "I take my shirt, shirt off, off, shirt off, girl, stop breathing." <laughs> Yo. I've been fat for a long time. Fat. My shirt been off. Gucci been fat too, but they back in shape. True, true, true. All right, fellas. So, real quick, while we got a little bit more time on this segment, our question of the week from Facebook: Can your homegirl be your groomsman? Real quick, Lamp. We know you' about to get married. What to say you? Uh, hey. Just real quick and simple, because me and her actually talked about this yesterday. Personally, she can be, but she wouldn't be. It's just point blank. Tell the truth. Tell truth. the truth, man. I'm being truthful. So I'm you not, would allow I, it, but you won't allow it. That's what it sounds like you just said. Like I say, it like this: Do I have a problem with a homegirl being a groomsman? No, but will she be my groomsman? Not at all. So it sounds like you got a problem then, bro. Like, how does nope. that make sense? <laughs> well, for exactly. one, for one, I said, I said from the standpoint of most of my homegirls are real feminine. So they're not going to want to be standing up there in a suit anyway. So I would talk to the fiance and be like, hey, you know, can you put her on your side so she can actually be involved in what's going on here? Now, I mean, if she's of the variety that likes to wear suits and she's always in pants, then, hey, I would consider it. But that's a hey, that's a good point because I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. I was uh, in the picture that was circulating around Facebook that drew that question. It's hard to tell, you know, is she like, is she like a a, a homegirl that's like one of the boys type homegirl, or is she like 
a girly girl that's now dressed up in a tux because she wanted my homegirl because to me, I'm not a friend of the whole homegirl, homeboy theory anyway, especially when you're about to get married. But that's that's a topic for another podcast. But that whole my sister, this my brother type of shit. Speak on, speak on it, baby. Oh, that's on oh, that gotta be a topic. So if that's his, his sister type homegirl, I ain't know if she need to be in the wedding anyway, because he probably used to smash. <laughs> do do we still have female friends? Because I don't got any. I ain't no, gonna lie uh, to you. I ain't uh, got none. I, I ain't no man. I, I still got that's, people. That's a whole other topic. I got female too, friends. That, that really is. <laughs> Shit, I'm married now, but I still got people like I see. That's my homegirl. I guess if I'm just talking in a regular conversation, but, you know, I ain't never lent him no money or nothing, so oh, I can't really... Do you speak to him on the phone? You speak to him on the phone? No. Go for drinks? No. Nope. Then that's your friend then. So she ain't got no business being in the I way. I got female friends, so I I don't know. I'm, I'm going to speak on that, Dan, since I'm the one here who got female well, I, friends. I, I'll back, I'll back up, Jack. You also single. I ain't got no... I, I was about to say that's a big thing, too. I ain't got no problem with it. I mean, ain't none of my female friends, though. I don't see any of them, you know, want to dress up anyway like a groomsman. So I would invite them to the wedding, but they ain't necessarily got to be in it. You know, but if somebody wanted to do that, I don't have a problem with it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm about to say, just out of three was like, I'm, I'm definitely cool with it. Like, I got my homeboys. I want to be like groomsmen already. Whenever I get married, like a few years now, but same time, and a female end up in a wedding because she, I'm tight with her too, then that can happen as well. But hey, but would uh, you let her wear a suit? Dive into a whole bunch of other topics off of that. Right now, we gotta move right along into the lair just so we can make sure we're keeping track of time, fellas. <laughs> to the lair. Hey, as we move into the lair, we got a hot topic for you this week. Friendship nine. Friendship nine. Uh, how many of us were familiar with friendship nine before we got this topic? Mm, I didn't know anything about it. You ain't know. I heard about. I it. heard. I heard about it, but I I didn't really know anything like in detail. I heard. I heard about it, but I definitely did not know that it was after a, a college, a community yeah. college. Yeah. So all Crazy. that was new to me. I just, I guess, I just heard about it in like passing, almost. I don't know. Speak on it. Speak on it. Yeah, same. Yeah. So the friend, the friendship nines, nine young men, uh, the local community college in Rock Hill, South Carolina. What they did was they arranged a sit-in at a diner where whites only could sit, and as soon as they sat down, uh, they were arrested. They were taken out of the back door, um, and then taken to jail. It's funny is because actually they told the story that the chief of sled at the time actually talked to them before walking into the diner to try and convince them that this was not the right thing to do. Once they um, once they went to trial, their lawyer actually almost got them off of the charge because he said that they didn't have enough time to comply with the officers and get up and leave because they got them so fast. But the boys added a new movement to the civil rights era when they decided to stay in jail, stay in jail and do their 30 days. Because prior to this, everybody was going to jail and just paying the fine. So, stay not pay. Yeah. Bail, no bail. Stay and not pay is how that started. And they quit bankrolling the government and costing them because now the jails were starting to fill up. What did everybody think about this? 
Let me ask one question first about the not paying bail. Did they have the money well, to pay the bail? Yeah, they had a lot of support. Um, they people were gonna pay it for them. Yeah, that, I think that was during the uh-huh. time where they were like everybody was bailing each other out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I know you say um the sled sled. You say who's that? Keep a sled. Keep a sled. You say uh, yeah. he tried to tell them it wasn't the right thing to do. Yeah. Well, I know one thing that was the right thing to do. Um, in 2015, the Honorable Judge John C. Hayes, I think was his name, he overturned those convictions. I don't know if y'all if y'all saw that now, but he overturned those convictions just barely three years ago. Yep. Um, and he stated that we cannot rewrite history, but we can write history. Mm. And I think that was uh that was well said. Very. Back off of off of the topic we had earlier about the you know the visits to the White House because people of color frowned upon. For expressing themselves and not going and not wanting to go to the White House, uh, the same way that they were frowned upon for for wanting to go into a restaurant, and it's it's crazy to think that this was just in the '60s. That's the that's the part that like registers to me is the fact that my parents were like like infants during that time frame, and now we got cars that have push start buttons where we can just drive up to any restaurant we want. And back then, they couldn't even think about going to certain restaurants, and it, it's literally. You're talking 30, you know, 30, 40 years later. I'm so glad you brought that up because I that's my point. That's my point in response to everything. Like people ask all the time, like, why does it have to be about race? Why does this have to be about race? Because what race is always relevant. This was just 30 or 40 years ago that they couldn't even eat at the diner. They couldn't eat at the counter. So you mean to tell me this country that takes hundreds of years to perfect anything can get past discrimination, civil rights issues in 30 to 40 years? Sure can't. Shit out of here, Because the really, Because to really even piggyback on that part, I was reading something the other day on Twitter, and I'll, and I'll preface it by saying, like, there's a couple people trying to figure out if it really happened or not. But the girl she was talking about, she was at a coffee shop. Coffee shop was packed. She's sitting down. White lady walks in, walks up to her and say, can I have your seat? And the girl, she looked at her like, well, no, ma'am, I'm sitting here. And then the lady went to the manager and told the manager she won't give me her seat. So it's almost like some people like and they didn't they didn't say how old the woman was. But it's hard to say how old was she? One hundred and ten. That's but, fake news, nah. ma'am. Ma'am, that's fake news. But then, Khalif, another. <laughs> but Khalif, <laughs> Khalif, I, I, Khalif, I get that you're saying that's fake news. But there are a couple of these that keep popping up where people are saying that white people are coming to people of color and asking them to do stuff that kind of take those steps back back into the '60s and the '50s, like where I they need, felt as though they were I, the more dominant power to tell you, "Hey, get up, like give I me that more. seat." I need more details, though, man. Because what if she was done eating or done drinking? Like, because I hate when people like if a restaurant is packed and but you finish eating and you just talking. Like, come on, man, have some consideration for everybody else that's trying to get in. But in that same, but but in the same regard, you got to remember in the coffee shop, it's almost designed for you to actually remain there and actually sit there and talk to people, even though you finished your coffee. Because that's what people do inside. And I'm finished eating. I'm moving. Yeah, co- the the coffee shop like the hot spot yeah. for the for the uh for the young the young hip crowd these days, man. They do stay there for a little while, but they stay there and study and everything. But regardless of any of that part, yeah, frap, like crap and macchiatos and shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but it's always good to see like 
to see like from your own home state that there were kids that were well they're not, of course they're now full grown adults like old yeah, way old yeah but it's always good to see that something like that started in your state and that they really started that sit in movement and they kind of really gave a lot of traction to the civil rights movement because of that quick thing of saying jail no bail like they said yeah, we're going to ride this i i, I kind of I want to look at it a different way, like during the Civil Rights Act and all that. Before, prior to that, why, why were we wanting to eat in a restaurant that no one wanted us in? Why wouldn't we invest the time to build our own restaurants and feed ourselves? I think that's a very good question. <clears throat> I think back then they were just looking for equality, man. Like they, it, it, I don't think it was more about eating in the restaurant. I think it was the fact that you telling them they can't eat in the restaurant. Exactly, but I think equality. Yeah, and that was downtown Rock Hill. Yep, we got no, we got no difference between equality and equity because I think that equity is a little bit more a uh, little bit more important than equality. So I'd rather everything be fair. We have an opportunity to feed ourselves than rely on you to feed us. But what? Well, you know, I actually agree with that. But so, which one? Which one do you go for? Because equity. If you if. Yeah, I'm right. So equity would be the choice, but I think that with those guys in particular, you're in a situation where, yeah, you you are looking for <clears throat> equity. But at the same time, if you can't even convince somebody to let to let us or or create the opportunity to eat with somebody, how much harder is it going to be to convince them to allow you the same opportunity <laughs> to okay. eat? You know, just um, well, yeah, I, I think equality is just as important because you take a look at Tulsa. Like they, like back in what nineteen nineteen, they built their own Black Wall Street. Yet that's equity. some people did not like it. it. It is equity, but at the same time, they wouldn't have the equality because people didn't, they came in and destroyed it. They were giving their mind and respected the hey. Look what they did. That's this, not this shit look fire. That's not equality, right? That's totally that's something totally no. different when you destroy someone's community. That, well, I can tell you that ain't happening in 2018 either way. So regardless, it paved the way for equality. Because I, I think they had, the, they, at that time, they had the numbers, they had the energy to build their own because everyone wants to unify at that moment. They could easily went to a bank and say, hey, let me open my own restaurant. I got a thousand folks down the street that are going to be here every Ooh. single day. Into a restaurant, so how could they go into a You got to think, Khalif, if they ain't going to give you a seat at the table to eat, they ain't going to give you a seat, a seat at the table to really eat and make your own money. Lamp, who you well, they're, lunch? They're, huh? eating some, they're eating somewhere. I'm just, I'm just throwing he's it. Seat, he's talking a seat at the table. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, can, we talking about a sit-in and eating. Talk about a sit in, in seat at the table. You need a seat at the table, though. They were. Hey, I'm just we saying they, they were building black schools, black churches. They could have easily built a black restaurant at the time. That's, so, so, that's so you, point. so you rather everybody just centralized in Tulsa though, because that's what was going. No, they had, all the black people going to be in this one spot. No, they had Greensboro, North Carolina. They had Chocolate City, which was in D.C. They had Harlem. They had plenty of towns out there. Those are good points, man. Yes. In the Renaissance era, that is definitely that'll be another conversation Jackson, we're going to have. We Jacksonville, Florida. Gonna We're gonna move along to the Lions Den.
All right, oh. so the Lions then topic for this week is Mr. Quincy Jones. Woo. Is he crazy or not? He made some wild claims like having dated Ivanka Trump before. What did y'all think about what he said? What was his wildest claim? Hey, by the way, you know, Richard Pryor's wife actually confirmed that Marlon Brando smashed Richard Pryor, well, well, uh, which is one of Quincy's claims. Just, just, just to, cause, cause we all like to push for black excellence. We're going to say that Richard Pryor smashed Marlon Brando. We're we just going to flip that around. It still sounds bad no matter what. It still sounds bad. <laughs> Let's get into the technicalities of being a cop in the bar. Power top. But no, I mean, that legitimately outside of that, because as Richard Brown wife was saying, she was saying like back in that time, like everybody was pilled out or coked up to where she, her exact statement was you could have potentially fucked the radiator. And then the next day gave him flowers because you wasn't too sure about what the hell was really going on. That was her exact statement. So whatever, but to me, but to me, the wildest statement he made was like, everybody has praised Michael Jackson and he said that Michael Jackson wasn't really all that. A lot of people kind of let that one slip over because of the fact that they were so shocked by the Marlon Brando and Richard Pryor. And he also said Marlon Brando and Marvin Gaye. He also said Marlon Brando and James Baldwin. Also, also he said he been gay. Like basically. No, he... no, no. He said Marlon Brando would smash anything, including men. Like, oh. Because they said, like, I mean, that was three prominent black men from that time frame that this and Marlon Brando got up in. God, so Marlon Brando was a uh, bisexual, pretty much. Well, yeah, that, yeah. that could get, technically, right. yeah. Works. But yeah, I feel as though that ain't no technical about that, bro. You smashing men and women. I think that I think that qualifies. Cut and dry. Cut. Yeah. But very truly, I just feel as though the Michael Jackson comment was the most wildest one because we all know how we like how everyone in the world kind of feels about Michael Jackson. Bro, how we feel? How we feel about him? Quincy Jones. He he what eighty five. He borderline Cena. Either way, he about to turn eighty-five. Either way, the cut. He about old as Methuselah. I think. I think he thinking one or two things, dog. I think he thinking all for one. He must be thinking all these motherfuckers out here hitting licks off these, you know, new ways to watch TV and stuff. Getting getting bags, you know, from Netflix or wherever. I think either he like, man, fuck this. I'm eighty-five. I'm either taking this to my grave. Or I'm about to let y'all hear it before I go to my grave. One or two. Um, the craziest thing to me was let y'all hear it. Was that? <laughs> let y'all hear it. Facts. <laughs> I, the craziest thing to me though was uh, well, I don't know if it's the craziest, but the part that stuck out to me was when he said um, Frank Sinatra and Ray Charles could uh, bust down seven double jacket coats in an hour. Did y'all see that? Oh, yeah. I did yeah. see that. Seven double nah. jacket coats in an hour for Frank Sinatra and Ray Charles. I was like. First of all, how iconic was that room to start off with? Because that shit, yeah. you got yeah, wow. Charles, Frank Sinatra, Quincy Jones in a room. That shit sound like a fucking farm. Yeah. <laughs> goddamn, goddamn goats everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know, man. Seven Jack and Cole, dog. Those men after my own heart. Indeed. Hey, and don't they always say if you lived as long to see Frank Sinatra, you doing something right? Hey, that must be what they was talking about in a sense. I guess, man. Jared, what do you think was the wildest claim? 
Man, I'm going to have to go with uh, Lamp and the Michael Jackson stuff, to be honest with you. You know, we all know how talented Mike was, and for Quincy to say that. But in saying that, I do believe everything he said. Like, I know a couple people have came out and said, you know, he's a liar or he's making this up. See now, old man. But everything makes sense. I mean, even going to the, like, he dated Ivanka Trump, even though I think people take that a little bit more than what it is. It sounds like they just went to dinner, you know, a couple of times. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, but it's not, I guess for me, it's not like, you know, everybody make it out like there was a thing, you know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, you just went out of yeah. the I do feel like he probably That's did the smash because I, I feel like he would have said it if he did. Oh, yeah, he would have said he smashed. I had to say it. What about you, Leaf? Uh, I ain't really care about nothing this year, also. <laughs> <laughs> you must have, talking about some stuff that happened with what? 1960s and stuff. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know who Quin- I don't know Quincy Jones is. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, come on, bro. You come on. on. You got you got pulled back with that. Come on, man. Have you never watched Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Yep. Like Will C- so you Will Smith. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, supposed boy. to supposed to be and like no Quincy Jones. <laughs> no, I'm saying they're saying they're, they're talking about oh, Richard Pryor. I can't name a Richard Pryor stand up now. You know what I'm saying? I don't listen to Michael Jackson. Boy, I, listen to, boy, I listen to Kodak Black. But you stepping on, <laughs> boy, you stepping on dangerous grounds, yeah, no, no, ain't no dangerous grounds. That's before my time. I don't know nothing Please, about it. Please, Michael Jackson ah. was during your time. Mm-mm, I like R. Kelly. Pod Piper. What you got, big cat? Hey, I, I like Prince myself uh, a little bit more than Michael Jackson in some cases, and I think this all kind of proves the point because Prince was original, and Michael Jackson over here trying to steal music. Hey, that, that, that's, a, that's that's big news. That's pretty wild. So uh, steal your kid, steal your kid. Wow. <laughs> 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 the Pied Piper. oh god oh Uh, yeah but yeah just just to clear up what uh big cat said um quincy did claim that michael jackson stole state of independence uh i mean stole billy jean from donald thomas state of independence so i don't know it might be some truth to it who cares? Either way, man, it's crazy, man. It sounds wild. I ain't gonna lie, I didn't believe it at first, but it sounds like it's a lot of a lot of truth to it. Either way, that's our time for today. I hope everybody enjoyed our very first episode of Talking Animals Podcast. That's gonna be it for us this week. If you have the Anchor app, please use the call-in feature to give us your input, give us some support, let us know what you think. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Zoo Talking Animals Podcast on IG at Talking Animals Podcast and Facebook at, you guessed it, Talking Animals Podcast.